0: In this series, Tis the Season, we talked to you week one about the Christmas tree. Last week, I talked to you about the candy cane, and, and this week, I want to talk to you about presents, presents. I, I, I love Christmas presents. I love giving Christmas presents. I, I love receiving Christmas presents, and, and how many of you, when you were a, a little kid, you would wake up really early and have to just lay in bed until you could get Christmas presents opened up? Anybody know what I'm talking about? Come on. That, that was me. I'd be waking up at 4 o'clock in the morning. Hey! Can we open? Go, boy, go back to bed. When I open up Christmas presents at four in the morning and I was so excited to get the Christmas presents. And, and I, I was one of those kids. I would shake the Christmas presents. Is that a G.I. Joe? What is that? What is that thing in there? And I would just try to shake them and figure out what was in there. And and is there anybody like your pastor? I was so curious about a week or two before Christmas. I try to start peeking inside. Anybody used to do that? You know what I'm saying? Kind of lift them my hands and confess in church right now. You know what I'm talking about. Oh, yeah. I used to try to peek and, and see. And, and there was one Christmas I was so curious about the gift I got. I, I, I was peeking in there, and I lifted so much, I, I tore the paper. I mean, it literally just ripped. I thought, oh, my goodness. And, and I, I thought, man, I'm going to... I'm going to get in trouble, and so I got the Christmas present that was ripped, and I put it underneath the Christmas tree, and I hid it with all the other gifts, and I put all the other gifts around it, and then every every day I go check on it, you know what I'm saying, like, Hooks it. make sure that thing had moved, because, hey, the last thing a brother needs is a whooping at Christmas time, do you hear what I'm saying, and that was going to be a whooping right there, and then that Christmas morning, how many know the very first Christmas gift I opened up, oh, yes, it was, I better open that one first, Got that gift and opened it up because man, I I love Christmas presents. I love Christmas. And there, there were four brothers, and they graduated from college and, and they had just great careers, great jobs, and and their mother was getting up in age, and she lived several states away. And at Christmas time, they all blessed their mother, and it was a you know a couple of months after Christmas. All the brothers were together having dinner and talking about the Christmas gifts they gave their mother. And one brother said, "Yes, you know, you know, I gave mom that big old house." I mean, it's humongous of a home and I know mom is just loving that new home that I got her and and another brother piped in and said well let me tell you what I know mom loved my Christmas gift in that home you got her I put a hundred thousand dollar movie room in there and it's so big it has Dolby surround sound it's just an amazing room I know mama loves that movie room and another brother piped in so let me tell you what I did for mama for Christmas I got her a brand new Mercedes and i know mama loves that mercedes that i got her and and the last brother piped in and said let me tell you what i got mama a parrot i said what a parrot see he said let me explain let me explain. You know, mama loves the Bible. She loves the word of God. And I ran into this Bible professor and he told me at their Christian college that they had this parrot that knows the Bible and and there were 12 preachers. It took 12 preachers about 20 years to teach this parrot how to quote the scriptures and the, the parrot knows the entire Bible from Genesis all the way to Revelation and you know, mama's getting up in years her sight is starting to fail and so all mama has to do is quote the book psalm 23 verse 1 and the parrot can quote the bible verse and all the other brothers were like wow that's amazing mom's gonna love that how much did that bird cost you he said well i had to commit to give the college one one hundred thousand dollars a year for the next 20 years but it's worth it because you know mama loves the word of god and and then mama One day decided to write all of her sons a thank you note for their Christmas gifts. Mama sat down and she wrote the first son. Thank you so much for the really big home. And it's such a big home that, you know, mama's getting up in age and I don't do a lot of moving around anymore. And so I only stay in one room of the house, this big old house you got me. But I have to have the whole thing clean. But thank you anyways for the Christmas gift. She, she wrote to the second son, you know, dear son, thank you so much for the movie room. It is, I know, really, really nice, but you know, mom's eyesight and hearing starting to fail some, and you got this big old room it seats 50 people, and all of my friends are dead, so mama will never use that room, but thank you so much. It's the idea, it's the gesture that matters. She wrote the third son and says, thank you so much for the brand new Mercedes. You know, mama doesn't drive anymore. She's getting up in age, and so I will never use that car. I actually get my groceries delivered at the house, but you know what? You're kind, even though I'll never drive it. Thank you for thinking about mama. She wrote the fourth son and said, you know what, son? You're the only son that gave thought to your Christmas gift. Your gift blessed me so much. She said the chicken was delicious. (laughs) They're like a little fried parrot. (laughs) Have you ever got a Christmas gift that you didn't really want? <laughs> Come on, you, you woke, you know, you remember growing up as a kid, you got some socks. You're like, I don't know socks. Got some underwear. How many of you as an adult, you got a shirt or a sweater? You're like, I don't really want that. How many of you have been at a Christmas time and, and your your family's all around you and they gave you a gift and everybody's watching you? Oh, you he's, he's love it. She, she's and all eyes are on you and you open up the Christmas gift and, and you look at this shirt and you're like, you're like it's not even my size. But you know, everybody's watching. So you're trying to play it off like. Thank you. Thank you. You You got a Christmas gift that you don't even want. And what I love about God is God does not give any lame gifts. God gives His children wonderful gifts that we want, that we need. And the greatest Christmas gift that God has ever given humanity, that He's ever given you and me, is the gift of His Son, Jesus Christ. And for the next few moments. I want to preach to you from the most popular verse in the Bible. And not only is it popular, but it's a very profound verse. I want to unpack to you today. Whether you're a Christian today or you don't believe in God today, you will know this verse. You've seen it at football games on a sign posted. John chapter 3 and verse number 16. And today I want to talk to you about the greatest christmas present god has ever given humanity john 3 verse 16 says for god so loved the world that he gave his one and only son that whoever believes in him shall not perish but have eternal life the greatest christmas present ever those first four words for god so loved god so loved I know all of us have things we so love. You know, I, I so love my wife. I, I so love my children. I, I so love a good vacation. I, 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 I so love Mexican food. My, my children had a ball game in Perry, Oklahoma this, this past week. And so I drove up to Perry to go to the game and... And while I was there, you know, there was a couple of hours or so in between games. And so me and two of my children, we went to a Mexican restaurant in Perry. Man, that was some good Mexican food. I mean, I love it. I mean, it was amazing. But the only thing I had to complain about is they brought out the chips, and all they brought me was the salsa. I'm like, hey, 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 hey. Hey, where, where's the queso? You can't make a brother pay for the cheese. Yes, they did. What? Making me pay. I love Mexican food. I love Chick-fil-A with Chick-fil-A sauce. Come on, who, where the Chick-fil-A sauce lovers at? Come on, yeah. Chick-fil-A is not Chick-fil-A without the Chick-fil-A sauce. I, I love hamburgers and french fries, but my favorite is hamburgers and onion rings. So love onion rings. Now, they got, I, I'm picky. Who, who loves onion rings over fries? Come on, where my onion ring lovers at? Yes. Anybody with me, I don't want soft onion rings. I like them crispy onion rings. Don't give me no salt. Take them onion rings back. Do you make crisp? I not need some crispy. I so love crispy onion rings. I love eggnog. Oh. Church, church, listen. I've been waiting to tell you about this. You know y'all my friends, right? I've been waiting To tell you about this. Okay, my my 22nd anniversary is this month. Many of you know that. So my my 22nd wedding anniversary is this month. And so I took my wife to Tulsa to celebrate this weekend. So we went down on Friday, had a a nice meal on Friday night in in Tulsa. And, man, we we ate a nice place, good food. And at the end of our our dinner, uh, the waitress said, would you like some dessert? I said, well, you know, depends. On what, What do you have for dessert? She started rattling off the desserts. And then she said, we got eggnog brulee I said you say what <laughs> you got eggnog uh, here's a picture of your pat. that's it was family size eggnog brulee for the first time I've had pancakes I've had eggnog waffles eggnog casserole eggnog milkshake not. if you didn't believe in God now you do there's a God in heaven look at that there's a God in heaven I so love eggnog but can I tell you that my soul love does not compare to God's so love when God says he so loves it doesn't compare to our soul loves God is a loving God and he so loves first John chapter 4 and verse 7 says dear friends Let us love one another. For love, notice this, comes from God. Everyone who loves has been born of God and knows God. Whoever does not love does not know God because God is is love you see the only reason that you and i can love today is because of god love comes from god god is love the only reason you can love your spouse love your children love your family love your friends is because of god because his presence is here and because god is love it gives uh, you and i the ability to love church god so loved god is love God created love listen church Marvin Gaye did not create love (laughs) the Cupid did not create love Shakespeare did not create love Barry White and Michael Bolton did not create love God is love and love comes from God for God so loves those next two words the world the world God so loved the world Notice it does not say, not, God so loved Christians. It doesn't just say, no, God, God so loved good people. God, God so loved the Dallas Cowboy fans. I, I brought that up because I'm in need of prayer. And so I need, I need to be intercession for the NFC East. So lift them to the Lord, church. I need prayer. God so loved, notice this, the world. That means everybody. Or somebody say Everybody. Yeah, everybody. God so loves the world. You know what that means? That means you. That that means me. And there are some of you that are thinking to yourself, "God, God can't love me. Pastor, I'm here today, and I haven't been to church in a long time, and I'm telling you, God doesn't love me. And I'm telling you, yes, he does. God so loves you, Pastor. I was actually nervous about coming to church today. I just don't think God, there's no way God could, you don't know my mistake. You don't know what what I've done. God so loves you. Somebody needs to hear this today. God loves you just like you are. God will never love you any more than he loves you right now. God loves you. God, God is crazy, madly in love with you but pastor look at all my mistakes look at all my issues he loves you just like you are romans chapter 5 and verse 8 says but god demonstrates his own love for us for you in this While we were still sinners, Christ died for us. This verse is simply saying when we were away from God, when we are rebellion, living in rebellion, we're just rebellious people. That God so loved us that he sent Jesus in spite of our sin, in spite of our issues, and he didn't do it because he was mad at us. The Bible says, no, he sent his son because he wanted to demonstrate his love because God so loves you. Hear me right now. God loves you. Pa- no, no, pastor. And some of you have all these thoughts in your mind right now. No, you don't know what I've done. God loves you. Pa- pastor, you, you don't know the issues. You, you, don't, know, you don't know my mistake. God, God loves you. Pa- you don't know how I grew up. You, you don't know what I did last week. You, you don't know what I did last night. You don't know what I did last month. You don't know what I did last decade. God loves you. For God so loved the world. Those next words. He gave his one and only son. God loves to give. His, his very nature is to give. And God gives so many wonderful gifts to you and I. They're available to you today. God gives peace. God gives provision. God gives hope. He gives strength. He gives direction. He gives guidance. He gives joy. The very nature of God is to give. And, and the more like Jesus we become, the more we love to give. You see, we have the big give here at People's Church to be a blessing because we, we love to give. We, we really do believe that it's more, it's more blessed to give than to receive. And so we love to give. We, we love to help people. We love to be a blessing to people. Because it's the heart of Jesus. And the more you become like Jesus, the more you, you love to give. My, my wife and I, we were excited to give our miracle offering. I mean, we really were. We're, we're fired up to give them. We gave our miracle offering. You know why we're so excited? Because we love to give. We, we, we're not selfish people because the love of God is in our hearts. And we're just compelled to give. We're compelled to be a blessing. We're compelled to be generous. For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son. That means God gave us the greatest gift that he could ever give us. Jesus Christ. God gave us what was most near and dear to his heart. His only son. His only son. He gave him for you and for me. I want you to hear what First John says about this in chapter 4 and verse 9. It says, this is how God showed his love among us. Notice the key word love among us. He sent his one and only son into the world that we might live through him. This is love, not that we love God but that he loved us and sent his son as an atoning sacrifice for our sins. God so loved us, he sent Jesus, the scripture says, as an atoning sacrifice. And somebody says, those are fancy preacher Bible words. What does that mean? Why did God give us Jesus? I think 1 Peter says it so clearly in chapter 3 and verse 18. Christ suffered for our sins once for all time. He never sinned, but he died for sinners to bring you safely home to God. He suffered physical death, but he was raised to life in the spirit. You see, the entire world was disconnected from God. And then God looked down and saw humanity disconnected from him, living in rebellion, living in sin. And God says, I so love people. He sent his son and Jesus stepped out of heaven into earth as a baby in the womb of Mary, a virgin. He was born from a virgin named Mary, lived a perfect and sinless life, and he hung, bled, and died on the cross. Because of love. It's the greatest Christmas gift. Say, I love you so much, I want you to come home to God. I want you to have a relationship with God. I want your sins to be forgiven. Every sin, every mistake, all the shame, all the guilt. God so loves you. He sent Jesus. Let me tell you something. Today, you can have a relationship with the God of the universe. I don't care who you are. I don't care what you've done, you can have a relationship with the God of the universe. And it goes on to say this He gave His one and only Son that whoever believes, whoever believes, that means anyone can receive the free gift of Jesus Christ and be forgiven of all of their sins. Whoever believes, that means no matter your skin color no matter your age no matter if you're rich poor or middle class no matter your religion no matter your political affiliation no matter your denominational affiliation no matter what you did last night no matter what you did last week last month last year no matter no matter the lifestyle that you're living whoever believes can receive the free gift of Jesus Christ and have all of their sins forgiven Church, Jesus is the greatest Christmas present you could ever receive. And, and Jesus is a gift. He, he's a gift. He, he really is a present. He's a gift given to us by our Heavenly Father. And you know what you can do with the gift? You can receive a present and, and you can inspect the gift. And I encourage you, if you're not a follower of Jesus today, you're not really sure about this whole Christianity and Jesus, I, I want to encourage you. Would you inspect the gift would you just check out Jesus? That's all I'm asking you to do. Just check him out. I just want you to give Jesus a try. I just want you to check him out. And He said, Pastor, how can I check him out? Well, I want you to just inspect him. You know, you can shake it and peel it, peel it back a little bit. Check out Jesus. Just, would you start coming to church? Just, get, just come to church every week. Just give it a try the next 60 days. Just, just, just give Jesus a try. Would you do this? Would you go to Growth Track? Starting January the 5th, would you, give, would you give us four weeks of your life and just just check out that class and just check out, just, just inspect Jesus. Just check out Jesus. On January the 12th through the 25th, we're going to have a season of prayer and fasting as a church. And I want to invite you. You might be skeptical. You might not believe. I just Would you do this? Would you pray and fast with us? I'm just saying, would you check it out? And I just really believe if you'll inspect Jesus, you're going to encounter his love. You're going to encounter his grace, and you're going to experience Jesus in such a real way if you will inspect him. You know what else you can do with the gift? You, you can have the gift of Jesus Christ this present, and then people reject the gift. They, they, they reject Jesus. And I realize there are some of you here today that have rejected Jesus, and it's not because of who Jesus is. It's how Jesus has been presented to you. And you've rejected Jesus. Some of you rejected Jesus because, you know what, if we're honest today, some of you would say, Pastor, I've been hurt by church. That pastor hurt me. That priest hurt me. Those church people, they hurt me. And and you start to connect and think that Jesus is the same as church. And it's just not true. You see, church people, church is full of imperfect people. I'm imperfect. The people around you are imperfect. If you come to church long enough, somebody's going to hurt you. Just like if you go to your job long enough, somebody's going to hurt you. Just like if you go to school long enough, somebody's going to hurt you. Just like if you take your kids to the ball game long enough, somebody's going to hurt you. Just like this Christmas, if you spend enough time in the house with everybody, somebody at Christmas is going to say something stupid and hurt you. So welcome to life. Welcome to life. But 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 Jesus is magnificent. Jesus is beautiful. Jesus is perfection. Jesus is love. Don't throw Jesus out because you've been hurt by people. Jesus is amazing. And some of you are rejecting Jesus because you've been hurt or the way he's been presented to you. Some of you, you you went to church maybe years ago and the, the first time you went or those times that you went you just felt so much shame and, and the preacher just told you you were going to hell and said it with like four syllables you're going to hell and you're like i don't know if he loves me i'm scared i don't know about church and jesus and i'm telling you god loves you Today he loves you whoever believes would you take the gift of jesus inspect it don't reject it and for some of you today would you open it Would you open the gift of Jesus? Because the Bible says, for God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son that whoever believes, number five, will have eternal life. Will have eternal life. When you open the gift of Jesus, hear me, church, he gives you life. Everybody say life. Come on, I want you to shout life, life, eternal life. Let me teach you what the Bible says about Jesus. When you open up the gift of Jesus, he gives life. Jesus says this, if you'll come to me, I'll give you life and life more abundantly. Not, not, not in heaven, but right here on earth. Did you realize you can have abundant life right here on earth? I I know what I'm talking about because I'm experiencing it. I'm living an abundant life. Can I tell you my life is not perfect. There's chaos that happens all around me. Bad things happen to me all the time. But yet I still got peace on the inside. Come on, that's calling. That's called abundant life. I'm telling you, crazy stuff happens to me. I get talked about just like you get talked about. Things don't always turn out my way. But can I tell you, I've got joy unspeakable. It don't make any sense the kind of joy I got on the inside. I'm happy. I'm not faking. It's not just eggnog. I'm really happy. It's Jesus. It's abundant life. It's abundant life. And Jesus says, listen, you, you come to me. I, I give life. I give life. And not just life here, but he says whoever believes will have eternal life. You see, church, real life is being in God's presence. And what heaven is, is you're in the presence of Jesus forever. It's, It's life. There'll be no more murders. There'll be no more death. There'll be no more pain. The scripture says he's going to wipe the tears from our eyes. And there'll be no more sorrow and crying. It's, it's life. It's life, eternal life. Whoever believes in me will not perish. 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 It's death. God said, don't, I don't want you to have death. I want you to have, want you to have life. And, and so many people are full of death. I, I see it all the time on a weekly basis. I talk to people and I just see it in their eyes. Just death. No, no hope. And addiction. They just don't, I don't think I can ever get out of this. Just, just, just death. And, and not just physical death on this earth, but there's eternal life and then there's eternal, eternal death. And, and all eternal death is, is, is living forever without the presence of God. I can't imagine life and what it's like without the presence of Jesus. And God says, listen, listen, listen. I've given you the greatest Christmas gift, my son, my only son, that whoever believes would not perish, would not have death, but have eternal Today, would you open up the present of Jesus Christ and experience real life?